0: Hey everybody, Eric Dillman here, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series podcast. This is episode 45 with Francis Dominguez. He's an interior designer down in Miami, Florida, and the owner of EFE Creative Lab. He has been featured in Apartment Therapy, House, Dwell magazine, and so much more. We, of course, we go over his background and how he got into the industry and some related topics. But before we get into this episode, please make sure you go to wherever you listen to this podcast, like, subscribe, and review this podcast. And now I hope you like episode 45 with Francis Dominguez. Thank you so much, Francis, for joining me today on the Pro Series podcast. I'm excited to talk to you about your design career and your background. Well, thank
1: you for having me, and I'm excited to well over here.
0: Where are you shooting from? Are you in, you said, is it Miami
1: yes i'm based in miami florida
0: ah uh, lucky i mean i'm
1: um, not not so lucky right now it's getting really hot and humid but you know it's just for a few months
0: <laughs> okay i mean we're kind of just starting to get warm now but it's it rains all the time here in pittsburgh right now so
1: oh uh, okay i've been a pittsburgh beautiful city i really enjoyed it
0: oh really you have yeah yeah for do you have family or friends up here or just came up here to visit
1: we went to visit, I went with another colleague of mine, we went back in, I want to say 2018, 2019. And we went to, to visit Frank Lloyd Wright House the, the Falling Water, which is like an hour away from Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, I just, talk, I talked to um, Adrian Ramsey was on my podcast. He's an architect in Australia. And he, oh, talked, nice. he visited Pittsburgh to see that. And I live in Pittsburgh, and I have still never seen it.
1: Oh, you should definitely make the drive. It's, it's a beautiful drive. It's, I believe, less than an hour. And it's just such a unique um, property. And just the land where it's at is just amazing. So I definitely recommend going there.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to go there. Are, have you always been interested in architecture and in interior design since you were little? Or is that kind of... I-
1: I, I really have been, and I, I always make a joke, I'm like the, the black sheep in my family, you know, both my parents and my brother, they, they're lawyers, accountants, you know, those kind of oh, things. Wow. So, and I was never, you know, I thought it was cool, but I, re- I was never really into that. So I remember growing up as a, as a kid, when there was like construction of a house going on, I would always go inside to kind of figure out what the layout of the plan was. So that's where it all really started when I was really young and just grew from there.
0: Gotcha. Did, you, did your career path ever change or did you always want to be an interior designer?
1: So, uh, fun fact, I'm actually an architect. So, I oh, went to okay. architecture school. Yes, yes. So, I went to architecture school. I knew I wanted to do that from the beginning. And I did the whole architectural field for a little bit after I graduated college. And it was, it was great, but it wasn't for me. Um, so, a few years back when I moved to Miami, I started working in a really high-end design boutique firm. And that's where I got to experience, you know, picking out the finishes, the materials, all the furniture, you know, all the little details. And I just really enjoy being part of the project from beginning to end. And architecture, it's really hard to do that because, you know, you do such big projects that you take care of the design, but then you just give the building, you know, to the contractor who going to be um, building it. So, you know, so that's how I came to the whole interior design world.
0: And that's funny because I, I, when I grew up, grew up I wanted to be an architect and then I went into interior design because I figured out architecture was not my thing before I even went to (laughs) school so it's kind of cool we have it's kind of the same career path exactly yeah so when did you start your EFE creative lab company
1: so EFE creative lab was born January 2018 so four and a half years ago yeah yeah if I do the math right yeah four and a half years ago so what all
0: do you do with them I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? What all do you do with the company?
1: Well, well. So basically, I started EFE Creative Lab because you know I where I was working before it was it was a great job, but at the end of the day, I wanted to create designs that were mine, and I wanted to be able to design this, you know, on paper and then make it into reality. So that's where it came. And I like I said um, previously, I just like being part of the whole process from coming out with the the furniture plan, the layout plan, whatever picking out all the finishing and then, then the last step, whenever I stage these projects to photograph them, I just enjoy every step of the, of the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, what, so I have a couple questions that I've asked some of my followers that are designers. And one of the most quite most often asked question was what software do we use as an interior designer? And I'm going to send that, send that to you. What software do you use as a designer?
1: Oh, there's so many software out there, but for me, I use AutoCAD when it comes to, you know, making floor plans, um, elevations, any detail that I need to pass, you know, to my carpenter or contractor. Um, Anything that needs a lot of reference and details, I do our AutoCAD. When it comes to the 3D models, which is another great tool to have all the finishes and see everything three-dimensional, I use SketchUp. Okay. And then, for all the everything that has to do with invoicing and sending you know not the self fun part, um I work with Ivy. So those are my top three pillars when it comes to to programs.
0: Okay, I've not heard of Ivy, but I've used both um, AutoCAD and Sketchup. Do you use a off-branded um rendering service for um, Sketchup, or do you just use Sketchup for the three d renderings?
1: So I most of my projects, I'm able to just use the three d model images that you're able to export. But whenever I want to do, you know, the the nicer, more realistic um, renderings, I do outsource it to other colleagues of mine. Okay. Now they're really great to do that, and also, you know, they have. You need the equipment to make to be able to produce those quality renderings. So whenever I need it, I just outsource it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, it's smart because you could spend all day doing the renderings to make it look nice.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And then like you need like the the right equipment. You can't use the equipment while it's doing that. So you know. It just makes sense for me to outsource it when I need to do it.
0: Yeah, and there's companies nowadays that just do that. Uh, I get reached out all the time for companies. That oh, do that. yeah.
1: Yeah, companies that, you know, they have like a, like an online platform. You don't even have to meet them. You just send over like your specification, and they'll make it happen. So there's so many options out there.
0: Yeah, so for a designer that is coming into the business or co- actually leaving their job, going out on their own, want to invest in a software, what is the first software you'd tell them to invest in um, primarily that will help them all around?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it might sound a little old school, but I think AutoCAD is just a great software to learn from the beginning. It's just such a simple program and concept, but you can create so much out of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you learn that basic concept, which is it's not basic, but you know, that concept that is AutoCAD, you're going to be able to learn so many other software so much easier after that.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like every software is built off of AutoCAD's user interface.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: 100%. So looking at your Instagram, you've been um, featured in uh, Apartment Therapy, Dwell Magazine, House, um, and so much more. What advice do you have for a designer that wants to be publicized in one of those um, high-profile magazines or um, blogs?
1: So very important is you need really good photography so if you're able to find a good professional interior photographer I say it is an investment but if you want to put your, your work out there you're going to need that and second of all you know just sit down with your computer just speak from the heart about the project because you know nobody else knows the project better than the person who designed it. so just do like a nice intro explain where everything came from why and then you just write a nice email to these you know whenever you go to one of these websites they have a an email, you can send your information to. So you just do a nice little presentation with your information, the project's information, you send them a few slides with the images and, you know, if they like it, they'll, they'll reach out back to you and, and it goes from there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then if someone's starting out their business, what is a perfect way to get your, get your word out there that you're, you're opening up your own company and get customers. What do you do for like a marketing standpoint? do you, Is it social media? Do you use mail? What would you say?
1: Um, so, so so in my case, I was lucky enough that social media helped me out a lot. Um, okay. Instagram, you know, just by posting stories or, you know, regular posts, people reach out to me. Also, most of my clients are either word by word of mouth, which is great. Um, I have also a lot of repeat clients, which is also amazing. I have really good clients. And I do use the house platform. You can create your own professional profile for free. And that has also um, helped me out a lot when it comes to getting new, new, new customers as well.
0: Yeah. And then, so on social media, um, I've, I've had, I mean, I struggled with it in the beginning of my career. And um, I know a lot of other people struggle with it, having content to post on social media. And sometimes you're kind of embarrassed to post like those small jobs or jobs that you just. Aren't as proud of. Do you have any advice on those type of situations for people that are just struggling to find content to put on their page?
1: Oh, of course, of course. I understand. And I feel this. I went through the same thing at the beginning. You're like, okay, you, you want to put content out there. Maybe you don't have enough, or you think what you have is not enough. But just start by posting. You know, even if you don't have any projects, just start posting any tips that have to do that's related to interior design or stuff like that. And you will see how, with time, more content will come to you, and it will start progressing. So. Just start with what you have and then it's just going to keep going from there.
0: Yeah, very cool. I mean, I, I feel like I've talked about this in almost every single one of my podcasts that social media is such a powerful free marketing tool that a it really lot of is. people just don't use correctly or they just completely don't use it at all. Yeah, um,
1: and, and I also, if you're not into social media, I'm, I use Instagram. That's literally the only social media that, that I'm able to manage that I actually yeah. enjoy. But if you don't enjoy it, then it is, it is also smart that you invest in hiring somebody that will do it for you. Oh, because yeah. you're, of course, you know, if you're not good at it or you simply you don't like it, just go ahead and hire somebody that will do it for you because it will help you out a lot when it comes oh, yeah. to getting your, your projects out there and getting new clients and other people you want to work with.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what your opinion on this is, but I feel like Instagram is... If you don't do any of the other social medias, Instagram is like the number one one you should do in our field because of how visual our field is. Absolutely,
1: yes. And with Instagram, you can do pictures, you can do videos, you can do the new um, reels. So they gave you so many options for your work out there that it's really a tool that you can use. And again, it's for free, so you might as well do it.
0: Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're, and I feel like it all the time, do you ever feel like you're going to get lost? like, no one will be able to find you like it's a needle in a haystack type of situation on Instagram because there's so many of us and there's a lot of designers on there trying to make it and it almost feels like you're just you're not ever going to be found by new people or found by the right people
1: oh absolutely I feel like we all we all feel that way but at the end of the day there's really nothing you can do about it just post your best work and people will find it you know Randomly, somebody will see one of my projects and they will they will forward to one of their friends or a colleague that's looking to redo their kitchen or bathroom. And then that person will reach out to me. So it will find its way around. So just go for it. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. So as you said, kitchen and bathroom, is there a specific part of the home that you specialize in or that you like the most when you um, get to remodel those?
1: Yes, definitely. Kitchen and bathrooms are my favorite. Um, okay. Just
0: because um
1: these are very important areas in your home especially the kitchen especially if you have a big a a big family so it's not only about making these areas pretty I always tell my clients I can make your kitchen and bathroom beautiful there's so many selection out there when it comes to finishes and cabinetry and colors but for me it's very important to come up with the best layout possible for these areas taking into account the space that you have obviously and also what is the data they've used that this family will give these spaces so I focus a lot on making sure that we We finalize the best layout plan for the for the project for the clients and then once that's set you can always find the the perfect color the perfect countertop the perfect cabinetry the perfect handle you Mm -hmm. have so many options out there so that's when it comes that's like the easiest and you know also more fun part to me but for me and that's the architect in me speaking i like making sure that i have like the best layout possible that works in the space
0: yeah so i started in um, kitchen and bath right out of college um, and there's a question that I got often asked and I want your opinion on it. A, lo- a lot of people think kitchens are very easy to design that you could just go to a box store and just, you know, go off the shelf and mm-hmm. buy some cabinets and throw them in there. It's kind of like a no brainer type of thing. Um, obviously that's not the case if you want a correctly designed kitchen, but what's your opinion on that? Or what would you say to a customer that would say that to you?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, so I've done projects where I've, I've purchased um, kitchen cabinets from, you know, a local store. But again, I made sure to create the best layout possible, taking into account, you know, the standard dimensions that I have for the cabinetry. Uh, and most of these kitchen places, they do use software, you know, they'll they'll create a good plan for you. But it's probably not going to be the best plan that you can come up for your kitchen and for your family as well.
0: Oh, exactly. Personalized.
1: Exactly, personalizing, but you know, you have limitations, you have a budget to keep in mind, you also have timelines to keep in mind. So I understand why a lot of people will go that route, and there's nothing wrong with it.
0: Absolutely. Is there a design trend right now that you cannot stand and you cannot wait for it to leave? <laughs> um,
1: at the moment, that is a great question. Um, hmm, now that I can think of now.
0: Okay. I always say not
1: not at the moment.
0: Okay, I always say the all white or the all gray. So like everything, like countertops, cabinets, flooring, walls are all (laughs) the same color.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not it's not my taste, but I also don't think it will never leave. It's just a look, and a lot of and a lot of people do enjoy, especially here in Miami. You know, when it's like a a, a new high rise, people tend to do those very you know white and gray kind of color, which is again nothing wrong
0: with it, but it's, it's not my style. Exactly. But I don't think
1: it's, I don't think it's never going to go away. I think it's always going to be there.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. So if you had your dream kitchen, what would it look like? Um, as in colors, uh, materials, what would you put in it?
1: Oh, that's such an easy
0: question for me. <laughs> um, my dream kitchen, which I already know I'm going to design whenever
1: I end up buying a place. It's going to be all black. I'm going to do oh. all black cabinets, all black yeah. uh, countertops, with some touches of wood. Just, I, I love using natural wood. Yeah. and probably some brass finishes in the in the you know some of the pictures oh, okay. as well so it's going to be very simple um colors and materials but once you mesh all of these together you can create an amazing space so
0: that's that's my dream kitchen right there uh you just basically said my dream kitchen I have a black wall behind me <laughs> I have a bunch of black walls in there, my house there you go and there I could
1: not it, it, it's, it's just i just think it's such a great combination it's hard to sell a client on you know an all black kitchen oh yeah it's, but but it just it is what it is but for me that would be my dream kitchen right there
0: oh yeah definitely i'm glad that you said that because a lot of people <laughs> look at me weird when i say i want an all black kitchen no no no
1: it just looks so classic and so oh, yeah. and so it's just it just looks amazing
0: oh yeah awesome well francis i had very fun um Talking to you today, Um, I want to make sure to end with um, where people could follow you on social medias, where they could find you, or if they're in the Miami area and want you to work on their house, where they could find you.
1: Oh, absolutely! So, social media, uh, like I said, Instagram is the only one that I use. So it's at EFE Creative Lab. Um, You can find me there. You're gonna see a lot of my posts is work related. And if you're in the area, I am in the Upper East Side of Miami or the Mimo District. Um, that's where I'm, sh- that's where my studio is located. Um, but I do work from Burko Key all the way to, for Lauderdale. So there is oh, a big awesome. range
0: there. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Did you one day want to kind of branch out and do e-design and do it like virtually?
1: Oh, I've actually done e-design. Um, okay. so at the beginning, at the beginning, I did a lot of e-design projects. They're, they're, they're fun. They're really, you know, cute. They're easy. But at the end of the day, um, I really do enjoy being part of the whole process of making it happen in reality oh, yeah. so when you do either sign it's really difficult to 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 make that happen you know you can do um facetime calls and stuff like that but it's not the same
0: yeah i've done some and they do the facetime and zoom calls of a kitchen and i'm like it's so yeah. hard to get the feel of the it It
1: really is it really is sometimes you just need to be there to just point mm-hmm. it out to make sure that it comes out you know absolutely 100 percent perfect so uh sometime when people reach out to me i'll do something just like a bedroom or a bathroom I, i've done it but it's not my forte right now.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you have your own set of contractors that you work with? Or do you have, you have to find someone new for each project? So
1: I usually have three contractors that I really enjoy working with them. Okay. I've worked with them several times. So I, I already know I can trust them. I, their quality is amazing. And they work in the areas that I usually work in. But I always do give my clients the option that if they want to work with a contractor that I already worked with in the past and they were happy or maybe a neighbor or friend used a contractor and they were really well recommended, I give them that option. If they wanna work with them, I'm completely open to that. As long as we have good communication from the beginning, we're good to go.
0: That's awesome. I have struggled so much in my area with contractors, so it's kind of cool <laughs> to hear the other side of that. Yes,
1: that, that's why I hold up to my three contractors because it's just, I don't think, people say it's a Miami thing. You, there's a lot of not good people there when it comes to contractor and subcontractors. Yeah. So I've been very lucky to be able to work with these three individuals and had a good relationship so far.
0: Oh, yeah. Do not get rid of them at all. <laughs> oh, no, I do not trust me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Francis. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come onto the podcast. Um, can't wait for everybody to hear it. And I hope everyone follows you on Instagram.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. Awesome.